This is Cast Club Radio. Brought to you by Heritage Distilling. On Cast Club Radio, we believe every spirit has a story. And stories like good drinks are always better when shared with friends. Each week, we'll explore the intersection of cocktails, spirits, beer, wine, and life. It's Cast Club Radio. Here's your hosts, Lydia Cruz and Justin Stiefel. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Cast Club Radio. My name's Lydia Cruz. And I'm Justin Stiefel. And I'm Maura Dooley. Thanks for hanging out with us on this fine Saturday. Now, I know we're getting into the twilight dog days of summer, but that doesn't mean we're not already looking ahead. And especially- Did summer start already? I, uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting for it. Yeah, it's a little late start here in Seattle, right? We're still up and down. Some, some nice weather. But also, when you run your own business, you've got to be looking ahead always. And Justin, this is a time of year when you guys really ramp up for the fall and really even the holidays. Oh, yeah. In retail, especially in the adult beverage space, uh, wine and spirits in particular, 40% of your revenue will come in what we call O&D, October, November, December. That that fourth quarter is huge. It's also huge for on-premise accounts, especially like the uh, nice steakhouses and restaurants where people go and have their parties. So we are in heavy planning mode. Right now we're making 14,000 advent calendars, the Spirits Advent calendars. They're going to be available starting October 1st. So our team was frantically filling hundreds of thousands of little mini bottles and filling these 14,000 advent calendars. And uh, they've been popular. This is our fourth year of doing it. So we're excited. Wow. Yeah. And has it grown every, every single year you've seen the popularity? Yeah, it's grown. Uh, you know, we're very strategic in how we, we put them out there. We're not trying to uh, flood the market nationwide with them and do millions and millions of these things. We, we want this to really be something that uh, is kind of the exclusive type deal. Our first year, we did about 4,000. Uh, we did a couple thousand more the next year and so on. Last year, we did about 9,000 units. So this year, we think we'll, we'll be able to sell all 14,000. That's pretty incredible. And yeah, already on the minds to keep thinking forward that football is here now, that eventually the leaves will start changing and it'll already be, uh, before you know it, the holidays time. And we'll, of course, keep you posted here on Cast Club Radio about when you can order them and if you want to start getting prepared for the holidays and everybody on your list. So we'll keep you updated on that. In the meantime, what's in the headlines? Well, I don't know if you've been seeing online about this uh, meetup that people are trying to do at Area 51 to go storm Area 51 and uh, like a million people have signed up saying they're going to go do it. We have something that may be a little safer for folks. So (laughs) thousands, uh, this is from the drinks business, thousands join something that they call the Leave, Work, and Go to the Beer Garden Facebook event. (laughs) This is uh, being like posted it. in the UK. <clears throat> being posted in the UK, uh, it's supposed to happen on the 19th of August at 12 p.m. So far, 33,000 attendees have been invited. A further 98,000 have said that they are interested in going. There's a record heat wave going on over there in the UK, and it'll be interesting to see if people actually skip work on the 19th to go to the beer garden. So, yeah, the theory behind this being that it's just going to have. They're going. It's going to be record level temperatures outside, hot wise, and that they can't fire all of these people. Is that the theory behind it? <laughs> they can't. They said in a lot of places over there don't have air conditioning, and they don't think Cut that it. they can 
reasonably ask their employees to work inside their office buildings and everywhere else when it's 40 degrees Celsius or well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. So they said, why don't we, you know, create this idea? People can skip out at noon and go to the beer garden and at least be outside having a cold, fresh one. Now, the problem is in the UK, they don't really chill their beer like we do in the US. That's true. Yeah. Not that refreshing when there's a heat wave. (laughs) Aren't we like one of the only countries that are really obsessed with cold beer so much? I feel like I've been lots of places in Europe where that's not a thing. That's because we're civilized. (laughs) Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing the updates from this and maybe some epic photos. So August 19th. All right. We'll have to follow up on that. What else is in the headlines? Well, we all know how expensive printer ink is, but I didn't realize, again, from the drinks business, printer ink costs 10 times more than vintage champagne. Uh, consumers are associating champagne with, uh, you know, high-end, premium, expensive cost. A printer ink for the home costs around 1,890 pounds per liter, or in other words, a little over 2,000 U.S. dollars per liter. Uh, that's 10 times more expensive than a vintage champagne. And uh, when you think about it, there are billions of ink cartridges sold online and in stores every year. That's a lot of money. Now, it's true the ink uh, is more expensive because of the processes it goes through. But we're also captive to these companies who make printers, and they make very specific ink cartridges, and you can only buy it from them. So we're all, we're all dancing to that tune. Yeah, also mentions that it can be more expensive than Brent crude oil and Chanel Number no. 5 perfume, which we all wow. know. We've all been by the perfume counter. It's also pretty expensive. It's something that you buy in such you know, small amounts that you Quantities. don't realize, but you use a lot of it, so I'm sure it does add up. That's that's uh, puts things in perspective for sure. Absolutely. It does. It does. And lastly, from vinepair.com, brace yourself Something called boba beer is Uh-oh. here. For those of you unfamiliar with boba, boba is are those little balls that of uh, tapioca or other kind of gooey treats that uh, oftentimes go on ice cream or at the froyo places or in certain types of teas, boba tea. My kids love boba. Uh, they love the boba tea. Well, here there's a craze now starting in Malaysia at the beer factory. They're merging booze and boba to create a boba beer series. They launched on Facebook. That's going to feature four unique flavor combos. Butterbeer, made with Kirin uh, Ichiban. Guinness Milkshake, made with Guinness. Strawberry Lime Cider, made with Apple Fox Cider. And Watermelon, made with Tiger Beer. So, uh, if anybody happens to get their hold on Boba Beer, first off, don't let the kids get it confused with Boba Tea. <laughs> and secondly, uh, send us a picture. Yeah, please do. I would be curious on the visuals. Uh, for even myself, I've tried bubble tea or boba tea, and I can't really get behind the texture. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. The texture of those beads are a little just doesn't do it for me. But gelatinous. I know, yeah, exactly. I know how popular it is. So uh, I'll be interested to see if this is Did just sort see- of a, a like a fun thing that they do, or it actually takes off. Did you see Baker Mayfield last week shotgun the beer at the? Cleveland Indians I game. I did yeah. see that. Yeah. The craziest thing about it was that he to- he tore it open with his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Most people so, use something to cut it. <laughs> imagine trying to, to shotgun a boba beer with all those oh, big uh, yeah. bubbles. <laughs> that ends. Yep. That adds don't, to don't it. Choke. No. Yeah. Coming up on Cast Club Radio, balance, moderation, always things we're looking for in our lives, and we've got ways that you can enjoy alcohol without ruining your diet. It's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. We're all looking for balance, moderation in our lives. And even though we 
talk about drinking on this show. Of course, it's such an important part of it. And how to enjoy alcohol without ruining your diet or at least ruining your fitness or health goals is something that's usually on our minds. We found a great article from Forbes.com that has some ideas for you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, when people think about health and alcohol and all of the things that go into it, you know, moderation is always key. But the article is really interesting. That it talks about how, like dessert, when consumed responsibly, it can be part of the a, a healthy diet plan. Now, what do you define as healthy? I don't think we're going to be able to get into that, but we can talk about planning on how to be a smarter consumer and how to be selective in terms of the activities that you do. First off, how much is too much? Well, according to the beverage director at Beerhead Bars and Eatery named Alonzo King, he says, drinking in moderation is central to having a well-rounded palate instead of a well-rounded beer belly. That is true. <laughs> uh, how much you drink is far more important than what your drink of choice is, according to Rebecca Ditkoff. She's a New York-based registered, registered dietitian. According to Dietary Guidelines for Americans, the recommended limit for men is up to two drinks per day and up to one drink per day for women. Drinking more than the recommended amount is associated with several health problems, including high blood pressure, heart disease, liver disease, digestive disorders also on the list. Excessive drinking can exacerbate depression, increase the risk of cancer, diabetes, and ultimately result in addiction, says Abby Sharp, Toronto-based dietitian and founder of Abby's Kitchen and the author of the book called The Mindful Glow cookbook. The other thing that uh, I find interesting are all of these workout and diet and food tracker apps where you can go in and enter the kind of thing you're consuming, whether it's Coke, Diet Coke, pizza, or Tito's or Jack and Coke or whatever, and, and get your calorie count. Uh, so you can actually be counting your calories on a daily basis. Yeah, I know. We spoke to Elliot Clark of Apartment Bartender a while back, and he actually started a program called Earn Your Booze. And it was kind mm -hmm. of kind of the whole mindset of, you know, work out, eat healthy, do all that stuff right, but then treat yourself. But it's, it's just like you said, Justin, with like with anything else, you still have to use moderation. You can't just work out and eat healthy and then drink whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Some of the uh, big beer brands, you see these ads on TV where they depict that very healthy lifestyle where they're showing somebody running or going to the Biking gym or working to the gym. out. Yeah. Yeah. And then they show the person leaving, getting dressed up for an evening out, and then grabbing that particular light beer brand as, as to say, lower calories, uh, go ahead and treat yourself. I think you're going to begin to see more of that even as the flavored malt beverage and spiked seltzer craze continues to grow because those are lower sugar, lower calorie, lower alcohol type drinks to begin with. Gives you the illusion of feeling like you're being a little healthier, but you That's still right. can't drink a six-pack of them and have no consequences. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So according to Forbes, uh, they put together seven ways to enjoy consumption without letting your diet plan fall apart. The first one, they say, is set a drinking goal. That means choose to set an amount of drinks or an amount of volume that you want to consume during the week and hold yourself accountable to it. You can save up your allotted drinks to be dispensed among social occasions during the week and not just uh, a whole bunch of them one night. Um, every time you're tempted to pour yourself a second glass, remind yourself how it will impact your overall health. If someone offers to buy you another drink, turn them down. Just remember your plan only works if you are going to stick to it. And that's true. I think this would be really helpful for people that there, there are certain industries that people work in where you have to do a lot of happy hours and socializing. True. And so I think probably setting a plan for yourself for the week when you're in those situations, you know you're, okay, I've had this many drinks this week and mm -hmm. I'm reaching 
the limit that I set for myself. And knowing that, yeah, you don't have to feel pressure, peer pressure in those situations, even though it's part of your work or your networking, you can absolutely have something non-alcoholic mm-hmm. or get, you know set those days that you know that you are going to have a drink that maybe you're just doing your... Treat yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Next on the list, item number two, drink lots of water. They say make sure your first drink of the night is a glass of water. Also, pace your drinking with plain water or sparkling water. And what they mean by pacing is for every alcoholic drink you have, you should consume one or two drinks of water. Since alcohol is diuretic, the trick helps you replenish the fluids and mitigates the effect of alcohol on your body. If you're a wine drinker, you can cut the amount of alcohol in half by making a spritzer and adding sparkling water to your wine. We've talked about some of those cocktails in the past. If you like spirits, avoid cocktails with a variety of spirits and liquors. Stick to one ounce of liquor and add more sparkling water or soda to it. I like that. I think not, o- not only does drinking more water as as you're indulging in beverages make you feel better in the long run, but I, I think it also, I've noticed when it's hot out in the summer and I'm mm-hmm. having a cocktail or like a beer um, and I realize I haven't had enough water, I might drink that drink faster just because I'm thirsty. Yeah. So make sure you're properly hydrated so you're not doing that with alcohol. I'm going to say drinking water is kind of like saving money. You don't usually regret doing it yeah. whenever you do it there's it's never going to be something you regret so always always drink lots of water especially when those temperatures are up unless you get stuck in an elevator and yeah you a lot of water. yeah that's yeah. true if you're in a long <laughs> next, car ride or is something. that a, is that a personal experience yeah hopefully no just it's a fear <laughs> yeah uh, fear. next uh eat before you drink when you drink alcohol in an empty stomach it absorbs more quickly into your bloodstream it's why it is essential to always eat before drinking, since what you eat or don't eat has a big impact on how you feel at the end of the night or the next morning. Don't reach for greasy, spicy foods like hot wings and fries. Your meal should have a balance of macronutrients, including complex carbohydrates like whole wheat bread or crackers, protein like eggs, chicken, turkey, or fish, and fats like avocado, nuts, and seeds. That whole thing about bread makes it difficult for folks who uh, are on one of those all-protein diets. That makes sense. And I think also if you're if you're someone that's trying to stick to a diet, eating something healthy before you get drinking will help you not get off course because sometimes if you start having yeah. drinks, then you decide you want to order Mentally, pizza and hot wings. you go into <laughs> that like domino effect where you're like, oh, well, I can just let it. You're right. Yeah. Uh, staying yeah. with your goals throughout the throughout the evening. Of the next uh, four on the list, uh, this one is the most interesting. So, of course, you know, we'll talk about number five, which is choose low-carb low drinks. That makes sense if you don't want to have a lot of carbs. And so you're going to choose beer or cocktail that's low in carbs and take it slow and and know what you're drinking. But this one's the most interesting. Ditch the mixers. Drinks with the highest amount of sugar and carbs tend to come from alcohol that is mixed with and not necessarily from the alcohol itself. Now, what does that mean? That means you go into a bar and you order, I don't know, a lemon drop. Um, Lemon drop has a lot of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And so you're not just ingesting the alcohol, but you're ingesting the sugar. Same goes for drinks where you have a lot of juice uh, mixing because the fructose in the juice is a form of sugar. So while rum has zero carbs, a rum and Coke or a rum pina colada or a rum with pineapple juice as a whole might contain 30 grams of sugar or more Wow! simply because of what the mixture is adding. So Go for drinks you can enjoy without adding sugary syrups, juice, soda, energy drinks, or tonic water. That is especially true for those energy drinks like the Red Bull shots. That 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 is very dangerous for your liver <laughs> when you combine the Red Bull with the alcohol. I think it's one of those things too that once you you know maybe taper off or or step back on the mixers, you realize that you didn't need them as much as you think you did. That mm-hmm. maybe you've kind of just gotten in a in a pattern or a habit of drinking so much of them, and that. 
you might actually be missing out on certain tastes or certain flavor profiles because you're adding so many different things to to your drink or to your alcohol. So that can not only be healthier, but then you might have to. It's like, you know, when you put too much salt on your food and you yeah. finally take some of it off, you actually can realize the great taste of the food. And I think that's the same with alcohol. Yep. Well, we didn't even get to all of these tips because we're we're enjoying and had a lot to say about each of them, but we'll make sure the full article is online. It's at Forbes.com, but we'll make sure the link is available for you at HeritageDistilling.com. Coming up on Cast Club Radio, we are now in the thick of football season, at least in the preseason. The Seahawks have another game tomorrow against the Minnesota Vikings. Both Maura and I work on the sports side, so we've got a look at what the Seahawks have done and accomplished so far, plus some other question marks for them, and how this can all tie in to if you want to enjoy a beverage on game day. We've got some great suggestions for you. It's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. My name's Lydia Cruz, and I'm sitting alongside the beautiful Mora. You know, oh, Mora. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people say we look alike, so that's you true. Know, well, I, uh, it's a, always a compliment <laughs> for me whenever I'm out. If I get called Mora, I feel so the same. right. Uh, six days a week, we work in sports, and get that's our you know day to day job. And luckily, it ties in sometimes with what we do here on Cast Club Radio. In a few minutes, we'll get to some great ideas if you want to tie in cocktails with your game day experience. But first, we thought we'd talk a little Seahawks because that is the life we lead for most of the week. What have you been impressed with so far in preseason? We've got preseason game number two coming up tomorrow against the Minnesota Vikings. And I think this will be opportunity for us to get a look at some of the starters that we didn't see in game one. Yeah, you know, first game, it was uh, something a little different for Pete Carroll. He's, he usually will put Russell Wilson and the starters out there for at least a series. Yeah, first it's game. the first game that Russell Wilson has not started in the preseason since he got to Seattle. So he has only missed two preseason games, by the way, and those were the finales of the last two seasons. So even if he's only in there for a series, you're right. It's not a familiar look. Yeah, it's uh, it's so it was strange to see that, but I think what I took away from it was a lot of good because I think the reasoning behind doing that is that they're going to need a lot of the rookies and second year guys to really step up into bigger roles than they would normally. I was watching the preseason game and just realizing how long it's been since I cared that much, but I think mm-hmm. it's because in the past, you know, we were watching the Legion of Boom and Bobby and KJ and these guys that had had their roles for years, and we didn't think that we were necessarily going to see any of these guys playing in the preseason that year because all the jobs were taken and now that is not the case at all there are so many positions up for grabs that these guys that normally maybe we would say like I I don't really know who that is he's kind of a backup they're they're going to be starting and I think a lot of the guys showed up Uh, Marquise Blair rookie safety laid out maybe maybe someone a little too hard wide receiver for the Broncos Nick Williams uh, got Got knocked, He's feeling that the next knocked day. Knocked out pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was some debate over that hit, of course, flagged for the illegal hit. And then it, and it went under view to see if maybe there was an injection that would follow. But fortunately, you know, not so. Just ended up being a penalty. He has been known as that guy that loves to hit people. Mm-hmm. And if you have watched in the Pac-12 any football, if you're UW or Wazoo fan, you've seen him hit some people in the past. And Utah in general is just that hard-hitting team. That's just how Kyle Whittingham seems to coach him up down there. But 
yeah, he is bringing that to the next level. There's always some kind of question mark if they can take that intensity to the next level, if the game speeds up on them. we can't see it in practice. Yes, yes. So you don't get the case. full hitting experience, but clearly filling right into that role that has been, yeah, established by some big names back there in, in the uh, in the secondary, whether it was Cam Chancellor or Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas in particular, one of those smaller guys that just could lay people out. And Marquise Blair, another one that... Maybe you kind of he looks a little unassuming when you just see him in the locker room or you see him at practice, but man, can he hit and he showed it off on Thursday. Yeah, that was that was a brutal hit that he laid, but it's you know, it's what you want to see. It's what people are hoping you can get now that Earl Thomas is gone, now that Cam Chancellor mm-hmm. is gone. And Bradley McDougal definitely had a little bit of that last year. Yes. Um hoping that we can see more. Another guy that obviously everyone wants to see more of is DK Metcalf. <laughs> yes. Uh we've seen him produce magic all training camp. But it didn't really translate in the first game. He had one catch, I think, off of four targets uh, for about eight yards. But he and Geno Smith were so close on a couple of deep balls. Like, do you, do you think we'll see more from him tomorrow? Yeah, and that's the that's the thing there. Geno Smith is not the same as catching a pass from Russell Wilson, who he did work with a lot in the offseason. They did their little summer camp series that Russell did where he got a lot of his teammates together and they were able to develop some chemistry, which is great news. And DK... You know, one of those people, Dwayne Brown told Brock and Salk, you know, last week that he is a guy that comes in early, that works as hard as anybody, because it's kind of a different feeling in Seattle to live up to hype. We're so used to being either overlooked or the underdog or people sort of. Especially um, the receivers. Yes, exactly. It's not the the position group that is ever heralded or, you know, it, it, people in general don't talk about the offense here in Seattle. So in, it's kind of a foreign feeling to have somebody that is on everybody's watch list, but sounds like he, by all accounts, is doing everything he needs to 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 live up to that hype. And I'm excited for him because, yeah, he's, his story is, is great. What he's been through to get here, his emotional day draft day call that he had where he broke out into tears wondering why he slipped so far in the draft and yeah it'll be fun to watch this rookie class is maybe more fun than anyone that I can remember of recent memory between him Marquise Blair uh, you got Cody Barton who is who played with Marquise Blair but is maybe the opposite of him when it comes to speaking to media and willing to to describe and say anything. Marquis Blair, more of a man of few words. Ugo Amadi, who was all over the field on Thursday as well, showed up in special teams. Think we're going to see a lot of great things from him. So, yeah, there's a lot to love about this class. A couple more wide receivers, of course, in the mix as well. Ben Burkirvan, another name that's very familiar here. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of good things to feel. And it'll be nice, though, to see. It'll be nice to see some of the starters and those big names. Although, please, no injuries. Yes. Like, fingers crossed. Yes, they did pretty well with that first game. Unfortunately, George Fant, who, you know, plays an interesting role with the Seahawks, sort of an extra offensive <laughs> lineman slash tight end slash huge tight end. <laughs> um, it's, it's not fall until <laughs> I have heard so many announcements at number 74 reporting as an eligible receiver. It's like in the press box every week, if you don't hear that announcement, like, eight times in a game, then it's not really fall. It's crazy that they make him check in every single (laughs) play. But yeah, he played a huge role for them, especially down the stretch last year and uh, suffering a high ankle sprain in the first game of preseason. That's uh, not good news, but at the same time, not something that's going to keep him out for super long. And he was already out of a walking boot, which is the good news. You know, people like he had one on initially, but then already out at practice. So that's a good news. Maybe might be back faster than we think. 
You mentioned Cody Barton, Lydia. I think maybe <laughs> we should share a story that he told you guys on the show you work on in the morning, Brock and Salk. Absolutely. Uh, I loved when Salk asked him about his picture, that if you Google him online, that pops up and yeah. why Utah it, picture day. it looks so strange. Yeah, so apparently at Utah, they, to expedite the process of picture day, we've all been through it, right? It's all kind of awkward. Nowadays, especially, you know, you want to make sure what the photo looks like. At least back when we were in school, you didn't really have that luxury or that opportunity. It's like to click, take the photo, you're done. But apparently, um, to expedite the process at Utah, they had guys where uh velcro essentially suits that you just that open in the back that you slip on like you're wearing almost like an apron but a full suit I didn't know this was a apron. thing I absolutely did not know it was a thing and then it velcros in the back and there's different sizes of course on a football team you're going to have a varying uh, sizes from maybe uh the special team slash you know uh, long snappers of the crew down, you know, there's just different size players down to the linemen and the big uglies and the guys in the trenches. So there's different sizes of these, you know, Velcro jerseys <laughs> or no, no, excuse me, Velcro suits because they were full jacket coat and tie included in this. <laughs> so Cody, uh, being just the gamer that he is wanting to get back to practice, could have waited longer for his appropriate sized suit and instead went with like the 3XL one because it was the shortest line and now that picture will live on in infamy. Google Cody Barton. Cody Barton. And this picture pops up. It should be the first thing that pops up in his Utah photo and man it's incredible (laughs) and good for you Cody. I love that you you had your priorities in order. I love it. I do too. Well if you're going to be watching the game tomorrow maybe you want to incorporate cocktail into your game day experience we always support that here and although these won't be readily available for you tomorrow they are going to be available later in the season they are some pretty epic bloody marys that are coming to the wingdom i had to send these these to mora as soon as i saw them because the pictures are you know the way to my heart insane yes anything that also (laughs) involves food if you are one of the people that is into almost elaborate artwork Bloody Marys, this is for you. There were two different options. There's the chicken and waffle Bloody Mary. Ooh. And then the buffalo wing Bloody Mary. Oh, that's perfect. Which, yeah, can you describe them, Maura? So, yeah, the chicken and waffle Bloody Mary, they say, is their house Bloody Mary topped with crispy fried chicken, mini waffles, bacon. Excuse me? And a side of maple <sighs> syrup. So you like get your full <laughs> breakfast in here, yes. which is wonderful because, again, you know, we talked earlier in the show about moderation and balancing. And one of the things was to always eat if you are going to be drinking. And so this almost gives you your meal while you are drinking. Yeah. This isn't exactly part of the, the minding your diet while drinking totally. that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, this isn't the but caloric. Day, maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's a Sunday. So this might be your off day. Football Sunday should be your cheat Yeah. The other one, the Buffalo Wing Bloody Mary is literally just a Bloody Mary garnished with like a stick of buffalo wings. I I love it because I was telling you off air that half the reason I like Bloody Marys, I think, is because you always get all these snacks with them. I love all the pickled vegetables and different garnishes. And now this goes ahead and ups it and just kind of puts like an entire appetizer on a stick in your Bloody Mary. I know. Pretty epic. And also just really appreciate the creativity that they're doing with these at Wing Dome. So this will start Saturday, September 7th at Wing Dome. And they've got a couple of locations. Greenwood and Kirkland, where you can get those. In the meantime, if you are looking 
to incorporate some uh, spirits into your game day experience. Luckily, Heritage Distilling has got you covered. Yeah, they offer batch number 12 vodka and batch number 12 bourbon for you to get your 12th man on for the game. I mean, in honor of the 12s, it doesn't get much better than that. And of course, I mean, Heritage Distilling always has BSB available for you as well, which makes it into any type of sport experience. You know, we've talked about you can't spell baseball without BSB, but also football game day experiences always there for you as well. And you can visit any of their convenient locations in the Seattle area, Capitol Hill, Ballard. And if you're headed down to the original location down in the Gig Harbor area on the water, that's always fun too. So keep them in mind this weekend. Up next on Cast Club Radio, we get to talk to Distiller Dane, one of our favorites. He's got a brand new top five for us to check out. It's next on Cast Club Radio. Welcome back to Cast Club Radio right now, joined by one of our favorites, the one and only Distiller Dane. How are you, dude? I am doing good. How are you guys? We're good, and we've missed you. I feel like we haven't talked to you in a little while, and we always look forward to hearing what you've you've compiled for us. Let's just get right into it. What is the first thing on your list this week? All right. First thing on my list this week, which is something that I have not done until recently, and that is taking the paddle boats out on Green Lake. Nice. Ah, yeah. And it's quite a lot harder. It takes quite a bit of paddling, even when you have other people in there. And pro tip, if you're wearing shorts, remember to bring sunscreen. <laughs> I no. rode a paddle boat at Green Lake once, and I, I thought it was broken. I was like, I remember doing this as a kid. It can't be this hard, can it? Like, why can't I do it as an adult? <laughs> yeah. The adults yeah, must have been pulling more weight than workout. I Yeah. <laughs> They're not the most efficient form of transportation. Though. All right, number two. Number two on my list is boozy ice cream, because I've been seeing renditions of this all over the internet. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see some of the recipes out there. No, but now I will. Yeah, exactly. I actually saw a really nice, like, blueberry gin one, which sounded interesting, but um, I found this ice cream recipe that actually uses bananas as the base, so I'm going to take a crack at it. I'm going to try to do some, use some, like, rum-soaked bananas and then whip up the ice cream with it. Okay, you have to bring us some of that. Yeah, like a sample, please. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds wonderful. Mandatory If it turns out good, I'll share it for sure. Okay, perfect. All right. Number three. Number three is Tacoma Beer Week, which is actually going on right now. Um, It's been this whole last week, so it uh, actually ends tomorrow. There's been some cool events all week. One of them looked really interesting. I didn't get to make it to it, but that was actually a drunk spelling bee. So I'm (laughs) curious of how that turned out. Uh, But tomorrow, one of the last events is over at the Red Hot in Tacoma for their 12-year anniversary. Um, And then during this anniversary, they always release their uh, house IPA, which they keep on tap for the whole year until the next anniversary. I'm sure they'll have some other good beers there as well. So make it out if you can. Nice. Yeah, I heard the spelling bee, the the person won on uh, how to spell BSB. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be amazing. Okay, number four. <laughs> number, four. Uh, number four on my list is an old TV show, which I'm sure you're well acquainted with, and that is Friends. Of course. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so I've actually never gone back in my life and watched it, but I've started rewatching it from the beginning. It's just something I kind of turn on when I'm doing stuff around the house. And now that I'm a little older and can kind of understand the comedy and humor a little more, it's actually really funny, and it's been cracking me up going back and watching it. Of course it is. Yeah, I forget how young you are. Watched, 
the other one to go back and watch is Seinfeld because they're, they're just geniuses. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely next on the list. It's a timeless, timeless yeah. show. All right, number five. Number five, football season is back. we got all the preseason games going on, so I'm super excited. we got the Seahawks with the Vikings tomorrow, and that also means that fantasy football is starting back up again, which I'm very proud to get back involved with. <laughs> also, i got to give a shout-out to uh, Cougar Football. is going to be starting soon, and i got a new flag, and it's all posted up now. Nice. So are, how, how are com- they playing this year? Did, did they get a team together to play this year? They are? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how competitive would you say? Hate mail. Oh, how competitive would you say your fantasy football league is? Is there like friendships are ruined over this or what, like how, what's the level? I think, I think there's a little bit of uh, spite that goes around. Yeah. <laughs> Last year is my first time playing, so I kind of got all the lingo down and everything. So I'm prepared to come back this year. Nice. Full force. Love it. I think Lydia and I are about to do a work one yes, together. Yes, there's so. going to be a work one. We might have full, like, you know, relationships and <laughs> co-working relationships ruined. Who knows? But It will game on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, a packed week, no doubt. And appreciate you coming in and giving us your top five of the week, Dane. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Dane. Awesome. Back to work. See you guys. Thanks. Well, as we do before we get out of here every week, we love to leave you with a cocktail recipe in case you're looking for ideas uh, in that in that department. And this one sounds like it'd be pretty good for any sort of outdoor party that you might be throwing. It's fantastic, and it's easy, and you can make it in batches. We call this BSB tea. It requires our BSB brown sugar bourbon and your favorite tea. We recommend peach or maybe even hibiscus if you're feeling a little adventurous. It's uh, two parts tea for every part of BSB. Pretty simple. Pour your ingredients over ice and garnish with the mint. So if this is just you by yourself, it'd be two ounces of BSB, four ounces of that tea. Or you can make it in uh, pitcher format for uh, large large parties and picnics and gatherings. Easy enough. I like yes, it. I know. A two-ingredient, well, three, you know, if we're going to count the ice, or four if you count the mint. But still, <laughs> I like that. To keep it simple, if you are hosting a big party, it's nice when you can actually spend time with your friends and family, and you don't have to worry about, you know, mixing too many things at that time. So we'll make sure this is available for you online at heritagedistilling.com, where you can also download episodes of this podcast, maybe catch up on a few that you might have missed over the summer weeks when you're out doing cool stuff. Yeah, we're up to almost 100 episodes of the podcast now Amazing. on the uh, webpage at uh, Cast Club Radio, and uh, you can get that on MyNorthwest.com. You can email us with topics, questions, suggestions, uh, comments, castclubradio at heritagedistilling.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Cast Club Radio. And finally, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Love it. Well, as always, have an amazing weekend, and we will see you back here next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling. Check us out on MyNorthwest.com to learn more and catch up on past episodes. Cask Club Radio, brought to you by Heritage Distilling.